Good morning. It's Iowimala, and I'm coming to you from Crystal Lake in Illinois. I'm late starting this morning. I had, uh, this is the end of the Wassa season, the rains retreat season in, uh, that uh, Buddhist monastics observe. And this year, I've been able to observe it very accurately because I haven't traveled, haven't gone too far away and been able to stay at home almost other than just going out to get things that I needed to have. So uh, it's been a good rains retreat. And today, ironically, it's raining. So, uh, or appropriately, it's raining. But it's the traditional season where monastics uh, will will do te- continue to do teaching, but they they actually take the time. They stay. They don't travel. Um, in India, when the Buddha was teaching, they if the monks were out wandering around during the rain rainy season, they were creating a lot of problems for the people who were there because they were uh, keep, keeping the the pathways and the roadways uh, muddy from walking around and. Uh, it was it was uh, really difficult for other people who were just going about their everyday business. So the Buddha said that can become a retreat time, and people would come to the monasteries and to talk to the monk monks and to be taught. But it was it's become traditionally a, a period of retreat, and so today was the end of that. So we had some. Um, online meetings and talks. So that's why I'm late today. So um, I hope you're having a good day, and I'm glad to see some people are able to watch me live. I didn't, don't, don't give up on me. <laughs> I'll try to let you know ahead of time if I know I can't, can't be here. Um, today I wanted to read something from the Welcoming the Unwelcome. This is a book that we're doing in book group. And this is this is something I had marked a lot of, uh, I'd put a lot of lines and marked it. And this, and I did that before the uh, debates, the presidential debates. The first one, which was, was it uh, Monday night? Tuesday night? I can't remember. Maybe it was Tuesday night. I listened to that debate. I I knew it would not be good for me to watch it visually. I had a feeling it was going to uh, be difficult and kind of painful. And so I listened to it, though, and I listened through the entire thing. I wanted to really make my own opinions about it and not be overly influenced by the media. So... I really wanted, after that, I was uh, reading in Pema Chodron's book, and I was looking back at the parts I had underlined and the parts I'd read. And I thought there's something that's pretty uh, kind of right on, like this book is so many times. That I'd like to read. I want to make sure I get to the right part. 
Okay. Having compassion for those who have harmed us, and especially those who have taken away our loved ones, doesn't come easily. Now, this is just following an example of uh, some like physical harm. So take this part with a grain of salt. It would it, great, great harm, whether it's physical or uh, in some other way, with what we're talking about. We shouldn't feel like there's something wrong with us if we don't at present feel this degree of understanding and caring for someone who's done us great harm. In fact, it's quite exceptional to feel this way. As a precursor to this level of empathy, sorrow, simply sorrow, is often more accessible. For instance, in this case of the violence committed by extreme militants, we can tap into a deep sorrow for the situation as a whole. Along with our sorrow for the victims, we can also feel sorrow that young men find themselves hating so much, sorrow that they're stuck in such a pattern of hatred. Since things have such complex and far-reaching causes, we can feel sorrow for the circumstances where ignorance or suffering in the past created the hatred that is manifesting in these men now. We can harness this all-encompassing sorrow to arouse the broken-hearted feeling that fosters bodhicitta, and that's that awakening heart. Having compassion doesn't mean we can't take a stand. It's important to speak up when we've been hurt, when we see others being hurt, and when we observe or experience examples of abuse of power. It is equally important to listen deeply and without judgment when people speak about their experiences and their suffering. What has been dysfunctional does need to be openly addressed. We are at a time when old systems and ideas are being questioned and falling apart, and there is a great opportunity for something fresh to emerge. I have no idea what that will look like and no preconceptions about how things should turn out, but I do have a strong sense that the time we live in is a fertile ground for training and being open-minded and open-hearted. If we can learn to hold this falling apartness without polarizing and without becoming fundamentalist, then whatever we do today will have a positive effect on the future. Working with polarization and dehumanization won't put an immediate end to the ignorance, violence, and hatred that plague this world. But Every time we catch ourselves polarizing with our thoughts, words, or actions, and every time we do something to close that gap, we're injecting a little bodhicitta into our usual patterns. We're deepening our appreciation for our interconnectedness with all others. We're empowering healing rather than standing in its way. And because of this interconnectedness, when we change our own patterns, we help change the patterns of our culture as a whole. The results won't be immediately apparent. You probably won't notice any big changes in just a week or even a year. But please don't give up too easily and think 
This bodhicitta doesn't work for me. I'm going to look for something where the results are more immediate and tangible. Believe me when I say your patience will pay off. If you commit to overcoming polarization in your own mind, it's a life change and it will help the world as well. So for me, this was what I needed to read after I listened to the debates. Um, When there's great dysfunction, it does need to come out in the open. And at the same time, we do need to be able to not become polarized, not not uh, add to the polarization that's already that already exists. We're just reinforcing it that way, and uh, it's this is a very difficult practice for me in the situation our country is in politically, and I know it is for a lot of others on on both sides of the of the great divide. And so what we have to do is continually remember that, continually remember that we do want that awakened heart and that we do have to step outside of a comfort zone to remember our connectedness, to remember that we need to work for the the future, not just for something that satisfies us at this moment. So sometimes uh, our response, we want to... We want, often I do too, I want to have some kind of immediate response, like, you know, my disbelief in the way people can behave wants to be, uh, I want to have some kind of satisfaction from witnessing that. And I think the struggle that we all have to have is to look beyond that, that immediate reaction, uh, look look towards the future and what we want for the future and and work with things from that from that desire from that uh, that belief that we want the future to be better less polarized less less fundamentalist is the term she's using to you know uh, people reverting to a, a real great tightness in their beliefs and their com- because things are so chaotic, kind of going back to this safe, very closed in, very restricted way of being. So we want to have an open heart and an awakened heart. So as difficult as it seems to be in our culture right now, um, keep remembering that this is this is our this is our journey. That, that we want our heart to keep opening. And uh, this is an easy time for it to be, for that to be tested. But it is a, it is a wonderful time to find the teachers we need to, to be testing us. So let's do a, uh, let's do a meta prayer. In a world full of troubles, in a world full of chaos, uh, we still have to go back and think of ourselves and work with ourselves to bring peace to our own hearts, to bring 
happiness, true happiness to our own lives. And that's where we have to begin over and over again. We have to come back to ourselves. So just relax your body. Feel your breath, feel your body breathing, getting that oxygen into your lungs. So put your hand on your tummy. Just feel your belly gently rising as you inhale and contracting a bit as you exhale. So be aware of your body doing this most basic thing, doing it for you. But we've been gently training our bodies to breathe deeper. And as we do, we can be thinking of the people who are having a hard time breathing, all of the people on the West Coast and way into the mountain ranges, into Colorado. The air is not good for breathing. So with each deep breath you can take, feel your Feel your compassion for those who are having trouble taking a deep breath. Or the air where they live is not good, is not healthy. But begin by breathing and getting the air that you know is good and is giving you life. Start with yourself. Compassion for yourself and metta, loving kindness for yourself. Our base needs to be strong so we can reach out and be helpful to others and be able to be witnesses to their experiences if we can't be present to help. I know many of you uh, want to be moving out, moving out forward to try to help others, but remember to always begin with helping yourself building up your own strength, your own metta, and a compassion for yourself that will always make it easier for you to help others. Because you'll know how important these concepts are when we turn them into actual qualities in our lives. May I be well. May I be content. May I be at peace. May I be free from fear and worry and anxiety.
think of your loved ones, whether they're in the house with you, whether they're scattered around the world or this country. These can be your family members. These can be your family of friends. These may be your noble friends. May all of my loved ones be well. May they feel safe wherever they are. May they be able to breathe freely. May they be free from fear and worry and anxiety. May they be content. May they be at peace. See their faces. You may have loved ones you haven't thought of recently, you don't stay in touch with. But bring them into your mind now. Now think of your everyday life. You might be thinking about where you work or the people just coming and going in your household. People you might see in your daily activities. These are all kinds of people They may range from being our loved ones to people we have just a very slight awareness of. Try to bring all of these people to your mind. The ones you love, the ones you care for, the ones you work with. People you see but don't have much contact with. Just allow them all to be in your mind. Let them be real for you and send all of them metta, goodwill, kindness, friendliness, and your good wishes. May each one of my uh, daily contacts be well, may they all feel safe, 
May they be content. May they all be at peace. Let's keep extending out further. Think of the people that are very difficult people for you. And in this politically charged climate we live in, you may need to think about politicians, you may need to think about people you've gotten into arguments with over political issues, and breathe with these people. Find find peace with these people in your heart. May any of my difficult people be well. May they feel safe in this world. May they feel content. May they feel connected, connected to some others, not isolated and not alone. May their hearts be at peace. Now extend way out and see this earth and this world system from that point in outer space where you're at a great distance out as if you're in a spaceship and you see the planet and you see everything around it. Imagine all of the living beings. Human beings and non-human beings. And send goodwill Send send kindness from your heart and that desire to end polarization. Hope for people to find a way to live in a chaotic world. for individuals to find peace in that bodhicitta, that awakening heart. Recognizing that it has to begin with us.
Think of all the creatures, all the human beings, or and the beings invisible to us. May they be safe. May they find a place of safety. All those being pushed out of their homes, out of their habitats. May they find a place of refuge. May we all feel the connection between us, between every living thing, every living being. May we feel the connections. And every day, just do the best we can, maybe baby steps, for that awakened heart in a difficult world, but keep trying. May peace be with you. So if you can keep sitting Go ahead and sit longer and practice metta if that's the practice that you can do today. We need, we need metta in this world and each of us is capable of sending it and we need it in our own hearts. Thank you for being with me and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.